So you know what? I was in Nacogdoches, Texas, what, four weeks ago? You're right. And I was having dinner with the head of security for Commercial Bank of Texas, and he tells me, I asked him what type of security software he had, and he said, well, we run Carbon Black, and basically, Brett, that takes care of any type of ransomware that might attack us. He said, but honestly, what we worry about every day is romance scams, phishing attacks, new account fraud, stuff like that. Romance scams. Romance scams. And he told me that he had these two people, two customers, and I guess they had been you know, customers forever. He had these two customers that for a year they come in, withdraw money, wrap it up in newspaper, and send it out to the scammer. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. And that, that's what we're talking about today, of course, is romance scams. But so it, it's not just this bank, Ken. It's, it's the romance scams in general. It's, it's these scammers who feed on these victims and talk them in. They earn their trust and talk them into sending them cash or going out and buying gift cards and sending them the gift card numbers, things like that. And it's crazy, man. I mean, we, we did one, uh, Carice and I were talking, there's this lady that walks into a store and buys $70,000 worth of gift cards for one of these scammers. How does that happen? Yeah, how does that happen? So uh, let's look at romance scams. How, how does a, a romance scam work? First of all, you look at your pool of victims. They're on the dating sites. I don't care if it's Match.com, eHarmony, uh, Seeking Arrangement, Plenty of Fish. The the person that we're interviewing today, his mom was on Plenty of Fish. Okay, so what happens is you've got a pool of victims there. So you got a scammer. Who is the scammer looking for? Scammer's looking for somebody that looks lonely. That is lonely. Somebody that doesn't really have much of a chance with getting anyone attractive or anything else like that. And, you know, you're looking for someone that's older, that, you know, they don't really have much of anyone because when you're older, let's be honest. I mean, I'm like that. I'm 50 years old right now. I've got your friend, but as we get older, our friends die. Our right. loved ones die. We end up alone. And the the opposite sex field wanes a little bit. Absolutely. Because they are all dying off. Absolutely. So we get fewer and fewer people in our circle. We become lonely. We want, we want connections. We want to be loved. So the, the scammer knows that. He's looking for that type of person. Then what happens? He reaches out to this person, befriends them, and says every single thing he needs to say. Everything sounds right. You know, he's got pictures of a, of a good-looking guy. He talks about how successful he is, all this other stuff. And it's, it's wooing either this woman or this man into thinking that this person on the other end of the line is in love with him. And, of course, the scammer the entire time is, is feeding into that, you know, giving them lines like, oh, you know, I, I just feel so connected with you. I have never felt like this before toward anyone in my life. It's, it's amazing the way we get along. I love you. I, I, I think I could spend the rest of my life with you. This is the first time I've really ever been in love with anyone. You know, that's the lines they give. And, and meanwhile, the victim, male or female, the victim is falling for this. Until finally, you know, the victim is like, I'd really like to meet. We really need to meet. Well, what happens then? That is the thing right there. Because what you deal with on a scam, it's all about trying to get the victim on your side. You want to be part of the team. So the scammer at this point comes up with whatever story that is. You know, I want to see you, but, uh, you know, I just, my son, my son's in the hospital. And I've just, all the money I've got is going toward make, making sure that 
you know, he's okay. Um, I, I do want to see you. I know that we were meant to be together, but I just have to take care of that first. And you, you try to get the, the victim to volunteer money. And, of course, you, you initially refuse the money. And then finally you get to the point, once the victim keeps repeating it, I want to give you the money. So the victim wants to give you money. So then you start taking the money. And then all of a sudden, once you get one payment in, it's easier to get the next one. It keeps going and going like that. That's typical of that kind of stuff. And, and the guy we're talking to today, Randy, I won't say his last name, but Randy, his mother is a victim of romance scams. The more, conversation More yeah, than one? Oh, three people. At least three. At least three. And the weird thing is, is she knew the, uh, when the first person reached out to her, she knew he was a scammer and still falls for it out of loneliness, out of uh, just the want to be loved, out of that, that, that whole idea of what gets me in a lot of trouble a lot of the times. What would you do for love is the thing. So that we're talking to Randy today, and I think that more than anything, we're going to see that romance scams not only affect the primary victim, but the victim's family, the victim's friends, that entire circle of everyone that the victim comes in contact with. So we're going to see that. We're also going to see the power of what these scams do to people and how they do affect them. Looking forward to it. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast, where we navigate the dark waters of our online lives. I'm your host, Brett Johnson. Season one of Anglerfish tells the story of my rise and fall as the original internet godfather and how I was able to turn from a life of crime to now being focused on protecting people from the type of person I used to be. The second season of the Anglerfish podcast dives into the deepest, darkest waters of our online lives. We'll be discussing fraud and financial cybercrime, sure, but also human trafficking, drugs, cyberbullying, fake news, extremist groups, nation-state attacks, child pornography, and more. Anglerfish believes shedding light on the darkest parts of the Internet helps us to better understand the problems and find solutions instead of living in a world of fear. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast. Today on the Anglerfish Podcast, we are talking about romance scams and the effects they have on the victims, but also the victims' families. We are honored to have a personal friend of mine, Randy, to come on and talk about that. Randy, thank you so much for coming on Anglerfish. Yeah, thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me on. No, it's, I tell you, it's my pleasure. I'm just sorry that you've got to come on for, for this subject, but if, if you don't mind, could you let the audience know who you are? Uh, just give us some of your background, what you do for a living, stuff like that. Yeah, my name is Randy. Um, I work in data security, compliance. Uh, met Brett several years ago when he was on the uh, conference circuit, brought him into our organization. I gave a great presentation in there, and you and I, you and I just kind of kept in touch since then. So very familiar with uh, teaching employees how to spot phishing emails and scams and things of that sort. Yeah, and I, and I have to say, you are, you, you are top-notch in your field. You really are. We were talking, I started recording the first season of Anglerfish, I guess, what is this, about uh, about nine months ago now. And as I was planning the second season, I started talking, uh, we, I had mentioned to you that uh, I was interested in doing an episode on romance scams. And you had told me, I don't know if you had told me that before or at that point, but you had said that your mother had been a victim 
of these romance scams. That's correct. She's um, candidly been a, a repeat victim of these. So, Randy, if, if you don't mind, can you, uh, can you walk me and the audience through what happened there? How did she get involved? Uh, what did these, these scammers do? Um, just, just give us the story of that so we can understand what's going on. Yeah, what's sure. It kind of really goes back, you know, a couple of years. Uh, several years ago, her, her husband passed away, and, you know, we live in different states, and she didn't have a lot of family nearby, so you know, she's obviously lonely and needs attention. And, um, you know, when she kind of recovered from the passing of her husband, she started, you know, going out looking, looking for love. And, you know, eventually, you know, back in, I think it started in August of 2017, uh, she had met someone on a, a website at that time called loveandseek.com. And she, she took a few days uh, corresponding with this person and kind of kept it to herself, but eventually decided to tell me about it. And she felt really good and confident about this relationship. And so I was supportive of her. Uh, but it wasn't more than probably a week later that she ends up telling me that uh, this guy's a scammer. Okay, so she lost her husband. She's, she's in a different state than you, yeah? Yeah, correct. Okay, so she's lonely, which is, which is common with, with scams like this. She signs on to a site called Love and Seek. Is that what you said? Correct. So signs on to a site called Love and Seek is immediately, and, and that's pretty common too, is immediately hit by some of these scammers. Now, what's interesting to me is that she shares the information with you and then realizes, at, le at least on some level, realizes that this person is a scammer. What did she say on that? Well, at, at that point, so I'll go back just a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's uh, in her 70s. She met this guy, uh, claims to be Gray Taylor, 67, really sweet, says the kindest, nicest things to her. He's a construction engineer and his wife passed. So they've got these, you know, full-blown stories to tell sure. her. Um, and just how he is really looking for someone that uh, he can love and, and care. And, and she kind of shared some of this with me. And then about a week into that, um, he asked her for a large sum of money. So $250,000 right out of the gate. Oh, and my. So, yeah, she's just, uh, her messages to me was that, you know, she said, look, I, I needed that money. I used it to pay off my house. Um, and so, you know, being in the field that I am, I just told her, yeah, you know, sounds like a scammer. You did the right thing. You know, just continue to be careful. Uh, this guy claimed to be in Egypt. Um, and uh, then it was just, uh, I'm trying to look at the dates here. Sure. And not more than, so not more than three days after she told me this, she then comes back and says, oh, well, he needed the money, but um, some people ended up helping him. They, you know, these people had stole his tools and all of his stuff, and that's why he needed the money, and he managed to go to the bank and, and get a loan, so all's good, and, you know, he's sorry he ever, you know, asked me for help. So I'm guessing, so it sounds like what happened there is, is that she, she realizes he was a scam. At least on some level, she realizes that. She mentions it to you. She gets that reaffirmation from you that, yes, he is a scam. Stay away from the scum. Then she probably circles back around to him and says, hey, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, maybe, you're trying, maybe, she's, maybe she does call him a scammer at that point, whatever. But she actually touches base with him again at that point. 
and he realizes the scammer realizes, okay, I'm not going to get her to send 250,000 out of the gate, but she's still talking to me. I can say, I don't need that money that I got taken care of, but I can still continue to string her along to see if I can get money out of her later. Correct. Exactly. Wow. So how much money did he get out of her? Um, you know, I honestly, I don't know to date. Okay. Uh, you know, I, at one point, uh, I had access to her bank account and, you know, she had you know, well over $50,000 in there. Um, you know, I had seen her sending, I'm trying to remember, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 over a period of time out of that account. Um, you know, as things continued to progress through this, she shared information. She even candidly shared these really sweet uh, love letters that this person was sending him. Oh, jeez. Or sending her. Right. Um, which I just took keywords out of that and Googled them, and they're template letters that are on the internet. Um, he was so so did, you, did you try to show her this, that, hey, he, these are just copy-paste things? Oh, absolutely. Um, the pictures, she sent me his pictures and his name and, and numbers, and, you know, he shows up on... Uh, I think it's pigbusters.com and, you know, these other sites that, or other people have said this person's a scammer. Now, what's ironic about that is these sites would put like a, a red box around the picture of the person if the picture, if the person in the picture was innocent, right? So, right. because right. They're, they're, they've stolen someone else's identity and they're using fake pictures. Sure. But she would use that and she would come back and say, well, look, the website says he's innocent because she is associated with the picture. Right. Um, right. And I'm like, no, that's not what it means. It means, <laughs> it means the person, you know, this gray Taylor, Grayson Taylor is, is a scammer. He's using someone else's picture and that picture that you have in your mind is not the real person. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, she didn't want to believe any of that. She continued to trust this individual. Um, she would send me, you know, supposedly he's from Ohio, but was stuck in Egypt. She sent over a copy of his driver's license, which was clearly mocked up. I uh, had, dates in foreign formats, um, did a quick Google, and it was just a driver's license off of Ohio's website. It was still say, signed Jane Doe um, and had the same ID numbers on it. But yeah, you, you've actually of, sent me a copy of that driver's license. And yeah. I, yeah, it's it's as fake as you could. I mean, it, it's, it wasn't even a good fake. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, but, you know, again, desperate for love, desperate for attention. This person sending some very sweet things they um, and it wasn't just email she would they would call and talk on the phone for hours at a time um, so they really provide support and a loving relationship that she's looking for and at one point early on in this yeah I think uh, when I knew it was like ten thousand dollars I told her I said look a lot of people spend ten thousand dollars to go on vacation and have a good time you've spent the money you've enjoyed that time and that feedback don't don't worry about it just realize that you're being scammed and and don't send any more money. Sure. <laughs> you know, if you want to talk to this person and they make you feel good, then, you know, feel free, but don't send money. Um, and so then she would start to do it in private and, and I would see it coming out of her account. And uh, eventually I had to take uh, my own measure and, and I transfer the money out of her account into mine. Um, right. And it, it was a, a savings account per se. So not her regular living expenses account, but it was her retirement, whatever was left. Right. Um, so which, it sounds, and I'm sorry to interrupt here. Yeah. Um, just talking about that victim mentality, you know, and, and I was a criminal, I was, I was a victim of abuse and everything, but uh, it seems to me that, that, you know, we have a support network, that support net, you know, your mom had that with you 
with whoever was in her environment as well. She was sharing that with you until it got to the point. So she was so, she was so lonely. And this is the sadness of these scams. She was so lonely in need of, or wanting love that she starts to hide stuff from her support network and do it anyway, because, you know, she doesn't want to hear the truth. She, she refuses to accept the truth because she's so hopeful that this scammer is not a scammer, that the scammer is actually in love with her. Correct. Now I should add too at this point. So um, as soon as I learned about it, being in the industry, I am being very aware that these are scammers, romance mm -hmm. scams happen and, and what this can lead up to, you know, I reached out to, the financial crimes unit in her local area. So I'm not there, I can't go talk to her. Right. But I'm like, she needs some authority figure to come and talk to her. So um, the police officer, they went out, they talked to her, told her it was a scammer. Um, she had other friends and other people that learned about this. It would eventually get reported to adult senior services. And they came out, they talked to her, told her she's being scammed. Um, you know, So multiple times, authority figures have been there to talk to her and tell her that she's being taken advantage of. And, um, you know, they would walk away saying, look, she's, she's coherent. She can make decisions. Um, and, and so technically she had the right to make bad decisions. Right. And, right. and they, and they can't really do anything about that. Um, except cons consult with her and tell her that, you know, she's being scammed <laughs> and these are not real people, but they left there saying, you know, she, Right, but She's her, in love. She, she thinks the hope real. of it is is so high that, and that that's one of the things I've talked about recently with with a few different people talking about romance scams is, you know, you've got somebody that's extremely lonely. They don't really, you know, they've got you, but you know, you've moved on with your life. You know, the children have moved on. They've got lives of their own. So now you've got the adults in the house. They lose their mate. They're they're extremely lonely. They have no one else. So they reach out and try to find someone to take the place of the person that they lost. So they're looking for love. And it, that question comes up of what would you do for love? And you know, my history, I went, I made the United States secret service list for this stuff. Um, but you know, a lot of these victims, they're so hopeful, so lonely, so in need of just that human contact that it's like your mom, your mom sees that this guy is a scammer, initially realizes that he's a scammer, but he keeps saying the right things. He keeps saying, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. We should be together. Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I've never felt like this toward anyone, but you, you know, lines like that, that she, she feeds into it. And then finally, when, when people start telling her, this is a scam, this is a scam, she hides sending the money away. She, she, she keeps it hidden from the people who are most, who should be most important to her. And it, I, I mentioned this on another podcast of a friend of mine, but it seems to me that what happens is, is that at some point, and maybe this is just a theory of mine, but my theory is, is that at some point, these victims of these scams, they start to realize at some level that this is a scam, but they're embarrassed. They're scared. Uh, they think that they're idiots you know, because the media has been telling them, hey, only stupid people fall for this stuff. So all this together kind of results in the victim saying, you know, just I've already spent this much money, just a little bit more. That's all they need. Just a little bit more and everything's going to work out. And yeah, it's, it's prove, like they're trying to convince themselves. Wrong. Right. Prove everybody wrong. Right. Yep. And she so, did that. There was multiple yeah. times um, where, you know, he was going to come visit her and right. of course needed money for a plane ticket. And, and she would go out and get 
house cleaned up and buy special clothes and hair and makeup and get everything ready and then he doesn't show and you know the story was always kind of funny it's you know on the way to the airport he got in an accident and someone beat him up and he broke his leg and he's in the hospital and so now he needed money to get pay for hospital bills oh geez and you know these these stories just continued to evolve and and candidly this went on for about two years this this wasn't a, a short thing yeah so so this this specific scam here was two years yeah wow wow so it and then it may still be going on to my knowledge okay. I, I don't know for sure is this is this the only scammer that she was hit with on romance schemes or not no she's uh i know of at least at least two and, and at one point she had um actually no three i have a uh, documentation of three different people that she was talking to um, wow. one of them i think was maybe a little shorter didn't last long um maybe they figured out she didn't have a lot of money right. um, but the others i mean they stretched these out one of them she started in 2018 and then in january of this year she finally had to call me because she had sent him her last penny in her checking account because you know, he just needed it temporarily and was going to send it back. And he'd been talking to her again since like sometime in 2018. So well over a year, maybe it should send him a little bit of money, but she sent the last penny she had and he never sent it back and she couldn't make her rent. It was her social security and she was about to get evicted. And so at this point she's broken down crying and had no other choice, but to to come back and and ask for help because she's, you know, well, yeah, she's she's about to lose her home. Absolutely. So the guy, the, this, this con artist, strings her along for a year until finally she gets to the point that she, she literally sends the guy the last penny she has knowing that she can't pay her rent, probably can't eat, that this is all the money she has in the world, but because he says he needs it, she yep. sends it to him. Yep. Because she had, in this one, she'd been talking to him for... A long time and you know built up trust yeah has she um and I, I think it's kind of a stupid question for me to ask but I, I guess it needs to be asked has she has she has she gotten any better about coming to the realization that she's being scammed at these things or not um i don't i don't think so i mean she'll when she needs money in this case she'll she'll come and she'll admit it um and adult senior services, like I said, has said that she is coherent and able to make decisions and therefore has the right to make bad decisions. But after multiple visits and multiple examples of this, uh, they eventually agreed that she's uh, delusional and she believes these relationships are real. Okay. Um, and, but, but we've not reached a point just yet where they've agreed to some sort of intervention. And that, that's that's one of the things that uh, struck me so strongly with with your story is as the story that you've got is more than just about your mother being a victim about it just affecting your mother's finances. Th- this had a strong effect on you as well. So yeah, absolutely. you ended up being a victim as well with this thing. Yeah. So the part uh, when I started to say at one point I I took her savings to protect it from her, and then said, look, you know, let me know as you need money out of it, and I'll just transfer that money back and. Oh, make sure they're going to the right causes. And, you know, of course, she wasn't happy about the situation, but at some point she needed some new gutters and repairs on the house. And she begged me to trust her to take care of her own bills. She, she's able to do this. 
and she needed $5,000 to pay for these house repairs. And so I agreed. So look, here's your money, take care of your house things. She then had the contractors when the work was done, contact me for money. And I was like, well, I gave it to her. And they're like, no, they said to call you. And so I called her and all she would ever say was, well, some bills came up. Um, and so I know she obviously had to send it away to other people. Um, and, and that candidly, I, I put her in a tough spot at that point and said, look, um, I want to help you take care of your money. Um, you know, and I can't watch you go through this. It's, it hurts me just as much to, to see people, you know, ripping you off, um, lying to you and, and you fall in love with things that are never going to happen. You, you know, you can have your money or you can have me in your relationship. Um, and she chose her money at the time. And she said, I want my money. And so we've kind of had a, a rocky relationship since then. I'm kind of, you might call it, you know, playing tough love. Um, right. My offer continues to be to her when she is ready. I said, look, I'll, I'll pay for your cell phone. I'll put your cell phone on my plan. It's cheap. We'll pay for it. But the scammers convince her not to because they tell her that now I can see who she calls right. and keep track right. of that, which I don't care. But uh, so they won't let me do that. Um, I've said, look, I'll come help you take care of your cable bill and your phone bill. And you don't need a house phone and a cell phone. Today, most people just have cell phones. Right. And she's like, no, I need both. And she comes up with a reason why. But I learned via uh, another source. What happens is when she will end up blocking these people on her cell phone because she gets frustrated, she gets taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. They then call her on her home phone ah. and sweet talk her out of it. And she keeps that as a lifeline. She, right. she knows it'll happen. She doesn't want to admit it. But so she, she won't let me come in and help her because she's got all these little back doors and, and she doesn't want to completely lock it out because it makes her feel so good. No, I agree. I, I understand. And I, it, you're, you're telling me this and what really strikes me the, the, the most right now, I went through, um, when I was in federal prison, I went through the drug treatment program. And I got, uh, I was never a, a drug addict, but I, it was that cognitive behavioral therapy of, of your thoughts determine your feelings, your feelings determine your actions. But one of the things they said was that an addict could never love anything except their addiction. And what strikes me is it's almost like your mom has an addiction to these men. That, that they come before everything, before finances, before family, before living, uh, being able to afford your bills, your, your place to stay, everything else. So it's like those, those individuals, the addiction to, to just the need to be loved outweighs every single thing in her life. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I don't like saying this, but I've seen a pattern. Um, she she has a hard time meeting real people because mm -hmm. she wants to love the ones that say they have a lot of money. Sure. All, all of these scammers, they're, they're working big contracts in Egypt or overseas. They've just gotten paid millions of dollars. It's in the bank and they just need a little bit of money to hire a lawyer to get access to it. And I'll tell so her. It's, it's, it's uh, falling in love with the rich guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I've, I've seen her do that. She, she'll make a decision between the two or three that she's talking to, um, which one is richer, right? Wow. Um, and, and so that really, I think, it impedes her from 
being able to find true love with a real person. Well, sure, sure. The, the promise that, uh, that promise of that ideal of, you know, the, uh, the foreign person, the rich person, the, the person who chooses her above everyone else yeah. outweighs the, the normal person that she could find real true love with. That is, that's just a really sad story right there. It really and they, they talk about the big houses they're going to get and fancy places and everything they'll, they'll do once, once he gets this contract and gets access to his bank account. And, you know, just, right. there's just always one more thing that he needs to do in order to um, get access to it and make you know, life happy. Of course. Of course. So you had, uh, you had mentioned tough love and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, my experience for, for my, my, my being a criminal, but also the, the addicts that, that I grew up around and with is that tough love is really, unfortunately, it, it's the only, it's really the only answer to that. I mean, you, you have to set those boundaries. You have to tell them what the consequences are. You know, if you continue this, this is what I'm going to do. And then you have to follow through with that. And that's simply because that, that mentality of that, that addiction, it, it it comes before the relationships with family and everything else. Um, are you having trouble with, with those boundaries and, and, and practicing that tough love like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, I'll give you an example in January when she was struggling to make a rent and other bills and she needed money. She asked me for $1,500 and I, I told her, I said, look, you know, I'll, if absolutely necessary, I'll help you, but I'm not going to give you money. Right. I'll send the money to the people that need it. At which point it quickly changed to, she only needed, you know, six or $700 sent to pay her rent. She would manage everything else. So part of me wonders, was she scamming me to get extra money to send to someone? And I would say the answer to that is likely yes. Yeah. You know, it's sad, but when, when you're dealing with someone that, that is of that mentality, they will try to get money any way they possibly can. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm really sorry. It, that, it really is one of the saddest situations that I've heard. I mean, I, I feel extremely sorry for your mother, but more than that, I feel sorry for the, uh, the people that she's disregarding because she's so uh, addicted and, and taken with this idea of these people that are talking to her and talking her out of money. That's just, yeah. uh, and she knows. So yeah. you had asked an earlier question, does she realize this? And I, when I talked to her in a couple months ago about this and her current situation, she, at least in the conversation, she acknowledges that this pursuit of um, this love and these situations with these scammers is putting a wedge, not just between her and I, but with her other sisters and family and close friends. She, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? So right. anybody that gets close to her and once they learn about what's going on and they try to tell her she's being scammed and they ignore her or they loan her some money and then she loses it or gives it away, um, they push her away. So she, she it can't have good relationships with people even local to her friends because they, they don't want to see her go through this either. And I'm, it's and almost self-fulfilling, right? I mean, so yes. people tell her that it's a scam. She pushes, pushes them away, which causes her to, to go even closer to the scammers at that point. Exactly. Randy, I, 
my friend, I am, I really am. I'm just so sorry that uh, you and your family's going through this. I really am. Um, there's no answer for, I mean, you're, you're a professional in this field. You, you know, that there's, there's no answer for that. No. And it, it, you know, it sucks knowing what I do about the industry, um, teaching employees and people, you know, how to look out for this and knowing that there's nothing you can do to educate one of your parents uh, no. about it or, or to get an intervention or to prevent it. Um, there's just nothing you can do except you have to wait until they have completely failed and they have no other choice um, but to allow you to help them in a proper manner. Right. Yeah, and that's, uh, I agree with you. That's that tough love. They have to, the problem is, is that they have to literally reach rock bottom. And rock bottom is never where they think it is. It's always far lower than that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's already lower than I thought it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Randy, and, and again, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry you're going through this. I, I would ask because you, you, you do have experience in this, you know, you've talked to your mom and we're going to have, I'm, I'm partnering with AARP and uh, some other groups as well. And there'll be list, there'll be members that are listening to this podcast. What would you say? Not, not only to potential victims of, of romance schemes, but also their families. Uh, since you have been through this, you, I mean, you've, you've been in this rodeo. Um, geez, that's a, that's a tough question. It is. You know, what do you, what do you say to the victims? Well, it's really, are the victims willing to listen? That's, that's the main challenge is I've seen so many articles, stories, interviews out there where these victims just um, continue to stay in these relationships. Um, uh, the only thing we can really do is continue to keep them aware and educated. Uh, and you've got to find a way to, to help them make a decision early. Um, but if, if they're so desperate for attention, it, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. And what about, uh, uh, what about the family members that, that have a, you know, a parent that is going through something like this? You know, be be supportive. So I'll always continue to be supportive, although trying to be tough, right? So I never blame her for what she's done. Um, try to be sympathetic and understandable. Um, you know, and, and I've tried to bring in other resources in a constructive manner to educate her so that she knows it's not just me saying, you know, this is fake, right? Because you got to look at it and you got to realize that they believe the person's real. They're in right. love. Their, their heartstrings are attached. Um, and if you're just one person saying, hey, you're being scammed, this is, this is fake, uh, it, it's really hard for them to believe. Um, right. You know, if, right. if you are local and you are able to, you know, provide, you know, regular and constant attention, and, you know, that, that's obviously something very good that you can do it doesn't work in every case and and sometimes it's not enough randy i just want to tell you that again my uh my thoughts and prayers are with you and your mom your family and i, I wish to hell there was something i could do and uh, but you know if there was hell you would have already done it you're as you're as knowledgeable or more in it than i am but um again i i really wish the best for you and i appreciate I, you don't know how much i appreciate you coming on 
and telling this story so that people out there listening can understand that, you know, romance schemes, it affects the victim, the primary victim, but it also affects every single person in their environment. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and tell me and the listeners about this. Uh, absolutely. I appreciate you, um, you know, starting your podcast, getting these stories out there and, and helping to educate people. Um, you know, that's the best way as a community for us to combat this is to um, keep people educated of these scams. Many people hear about them, but they don't know um, how they happen or how deep they really go, how persistent these bad actors will be. I mean, they will stretch these relationships out for years. It may take a year to build a relationship just so they can ask you for the money. Right, right. Randy, again, um, thank you so much, my friend. If there's, uh, if there's anything that I can do, seriously, anything at all, and I don't know what that would be, but if, if there's anything that I can do, just let me know. More than happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Appreciate it, Fred. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anglerfish Podcast. I appreciate it. If you like it, please subscribe and drop me a line saying hello. Hello is always good. You can reach me direct at brettjohnson at anglerfish.com. That's brett, B-R-E-T-T, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at anglerfish, A-N-G-L-E-R-P-H-I-S-H dot com. Other than saying hello, feel free to email questions, comments, concerns, or even show suggestions. I respond to every single email I get. And please, tell your friends about us. Rate and review Anglerfish wherever you can. As Anglerfish continues to navigate the dark waters of our online lives, remember, stay safe, stay secure, and stay vigilant.